Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. Um, let me just pray before we start. Father, I just thank you. I thank you first and foremost for this just wonderful opportunity for two distinct church communities to, to be brave enough and vulnerable enough to just explore this relationship together. Thank you that that in itself is rare and we just thank you for that. Thank you for the hearts of everyone involved in that. We just pray for a real sense of peace as we follow your leading Holy Spirit, as we just have that sense of knowing what is right with you Holy Spirit and with us. There's that kind of connection of those two things. Just pray that as we come into your word right now, I just pray that there would be a sense of just resonance in what I share, both for us individually, us as communities, and us on this journey together. Let it be something that speaks to our hearts, encourages our hearts, challenges our hearts, but comforts our hearts as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, um, so we have been, and I believe that there's something you've been looking at as well as Dreams of Life, we have been exploring this whole topic of the table and looking at um, what the table means. Now that does include the communion table, but it's not exclusively linked to that. It's this this concept of um, being a place where people can find belonging, a place where people can find home. And one of the things we've looked at um, is the idea that it it becomes this environment where um, there's a sense of connection, reconciliation, belonging, a sense of peace, provision, also a sense of hope and home, and a sense of shared experience. And we've been looking the last few weeks about how those things work in this environment and work in this kind of, this, uh, this metaphor, this picture that is the table, this place that everyone can come to and bring everything they're holding, everything they're carrying, everything that's with them, good and bad, and find a sense of that belonging, that sense of hope, that, that, that sense of just community. Um, and that table, the, the making the table big enough to include everybody. Um, and so we've looked at this idea of the table and we've talked about the fact that the, really what we're talking about when we talk about the table is Jesus. That's who we're talking about. That Jesus is the one who stands in the place for all humanity to be able to come to. Whether they are this end of the spectrum or this end of the political spectrum, whether they're like this or like this, Jesus is that place where everybody can come. Jesus is that place where um, everyone can find a sense of belonging and home that the invitation is offered to all of them. And just as a slight plug, that's the whole premise of what we're doing with that worship project. It's the idea of the invitation, that it invites everyone to come. So we've talked about the fact that Jesus is the table. Now because Jesus is the table, Jesus is the place where everyone can come, when we remove Jesus from the table, when we say that Jesus isn't the table, and we just have this nice philosophical, social idea of a table, and we take him out of it, and the table just becomes the next the table for us like that what ends up happening and what we looked at a few weeks ago as as hope springs is the table becomes a very very different kind of place it becomes a place um, where you have social jockeying and sorry a few weeks ago i'm not going to try and elaborate on it Um, he's done a brilliant blog and he did a much better job of it than me but looked at throughout the kind of new testament narrative the environments where jesus wasn't connected to a meal and you have the amount of times in the in the new testament where jesus either at a meal leaving a meal or coming to a meal is ridiculous. They kind of be meets around these meal contexts. And therefore, Sai looked at the moments in that narrative where Jesus is not there. 
he's not at the, the wedding, he's not at the feeding the 5,000, when he's not there. And there's a few of them, and one of them is, is Herod. And you see this kind of situation of Herod with the meal, and it becomes a place where it's about social jockeying. It's about who's in power, who's in control, who's the most important, all this kind of stuff. And that's what happens when we remove Jesus from the table. We get this kind of idea that the pecking order comes back in. Or we look at um, Peter and Paul in Galatians. That Peter's stopped including the Gentiles in, in the meal and has just made it an exclusive thing for the Jewish people. And you get this kind of ethnic segregation or this segregation based on things. And that's when you remove Jesus from the table. Or you have this situation in church in Corinth where you get the wealthy, the rich, the elite being using this table as a place to show off or a place to kind of enjoy their stuff and not remembering the poor or the disadvantaged among them and it becomes an elite hierarchy all that happens when we remove Jesus from the table because Jesus is the table and we can't have this idea of the table this place of belonging for all when we don't have Jesus bang smack in the middle of that I can't remember what my next slide is so we'll see where it goes so talking about all this um, I have a massive tendency to go off notes, so um, that will also be off the PowerPoint and all kinds of stuff. We'll just see where we end up. It will be a bit of an adventure for all of us. Um, so what I want to do today, and it's one of these things when I was preparing this, and just remember, whether I know you well or don't know you well, I love you all. When I was preparing this, this intention, my direction was, it's going to be a really encouraging um, word that everyone's going to like. And what it ended up being was encouraging. It is so encouraging, um, but a little bit kind of challenging. I was sitting reading what I wrote, I was like, man, that's quite hard to, to stomach what I've just said then. So, but I love every single one of us in this room, okay, just to point that out. Um, it didn't intend to be that way. I thought, it's a nice one. We're meeting together with Streams of Life. I'll make this like a nice, kind of like, just enjoyable, easy to listen to. And it just did not end up there. So um, whether you want to believe that's Holy Spirit or just me, I have no idea. We'll find out, won't we? Um, we'll start to go through it. Anyway, um, but I'd, I'd always intend to look at Zacchaeus because Zacchaeus is a really significant meal table experience where Jesus is at. We know the story, don't we? Zacchaeus is kind of wanting to see Jesus. He climbs up a tree. Um, he sees Jesus. Jesus invites himself to his house. The crowd don't like it. Zacchaeus, Jesus goes to his house. Zacchaeus is changed and we have this amazing situation. It's a wonderful meal, table kind of experience. Jesus being the table, the place where people come and find belonging and are changed as a result of that thing. That's a wonderful thing and we are going to look at that. But what I don't just want to... I don't just want to skim it. I want to just draw our attention to some really, really kind of key bits in Luke 19. So if you've got a Bible, you can turn there. If you haven't got a Bible, you've got a phone, you'd like me today, despite the fact I don't actually like the digital ones, or if you haven't got either of those things, no problem at all, because I've got it up on the screen just here. Um, so that helps everybody. So um, I'm going to read through it first. But as I'm reading through it, I've highlighted a single type of word. Because when we start to look at this story of Zacchaeus, and I'd never really seen this before, we see that there's lots of characters, there's lots of people in this story, but there's a common theme. And that common theme is this idea of seeing. That word see comes up a, a remarkable amount of times for such a short passage. Um, and sometimes it's used in different versions of the word see, but the, word, the idea of seeing comes up so, so much. So, we've got this bit. It says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Verse 1 of chapter 19, this is. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, or sorry, to see who Jesus was. But he could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass by that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. And he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. 
So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He is gone to, the, to, to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I have given half, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, the idea of that word see comes up remarkably, a remarkably different number of times in that passage for such a short passage, or whether it's used the word behold, or look, or seek, they're all this idea of see. Um, so we've got this situation with Zacchaeus, and we've got this kind of situation where you've got these characters, but in the context of the, these characters, the whole thing is about seeing. It's about whether they are all kind of, Zacchaeus is trying to see Jesus. Now why he's trying to see Jesus, we can debate and argue and all that kind of stuff, but he's trying to see Jesus. And the whole premise of this account is that they, this is a story about seeing Jesus and how Zacchaeus tries to see Jesus and what happens is he tries to see Jesus and then what other people see and what Jesus sees. The whole thing, if I can say see enough times, is to do with seeing. Okay? Um, so you have this situation, we're going to meet the first character. And our first character is Zacchaeus. And the first part of this thing, the first seeing we do, is actually we're told as the readers to behold Zacchaeus. So the word behold means to look intently, to focus in on and pay attention to this character Zacchaeus. That's the first person we're meant to see. We hear about Jesus first, and that's obviously always important, but we're told to behold Zacchaeus. And the reason we're told to behold Zacchaeus is it kind of explains in the next bit, bit of the verse here. It says, behold, sorry, that one, I said, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Now, Zacchaeus is a rich, and because he's rich, and because he's a chief tax collector, he has taken advantage of people in that surrounding area. He has, he has used his position of power to take advantage of them. We know that because he talks about it at the end, about false, taking it falsely, to make himself wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. Zacchaeus is probably not a good man. And that's part of the reason why we're told to pay attention to him. Because if we don't catch the fact that Zacchaeus is not a good man, we miss the whole point of what Jesus does in this situation. If we, like we probably I grew up doing this, you have this idea of Zacchaeus that he's this man that's really searching, really looking for God and really wanting to find God. And maybe that is true. I think it's difficult to argue that from the passage because I think pre-meeting Jesus, I think he saw Jesus as a, as a political tool. That he, he wanted to see this guy, Jesus, who had this crowd, who had this mass following, and Zacchaeus as a politician or as a kind of, a kind of council figure, it's like, okay, I need to get on with him because if I get on with him, I'll be able to kind of make, make myself even more powerful. Now that's speculation, but I think you can kind of see from the way the story unfolds, Zacchaeus' motive here is not like, I'm desperate to see Jesus because he's my saviour. I don't think we see that until the end. I think up to that point, Jesus says, I'm desperate to see Jesus because he's powerful and significant, and I want more power, and I want more significance. So we're told to behold Zacchaeus because Zacchaeus is probably not a good guy. We can probably take the caricature of Zacchaeus and paste it into so many, especially currently, so many different politicians or world leaders or people that we might not like very much and go, that's Zacchaeus. Okay, I'm not going to name any because that will then reveal my political stance. I'm not going to do that, but we can all imagine who that might be or who they may be. And that's the whole point here. Zacchaeus is one of those kind of characters. 
One of those kind of people that everyone knows, but everyone knows they're not very, very good. They're a bit corrupt, they're a bit dodgy. Um, and you have this kind of situation that we're told to behold him um, because this man who is trying to see Jesus, for whatever reason he's trying to see Jesus, is probably not a good man. Um, and therefore, that is a really key thing to get. Character number one, Zacchaeus, probably not a good guy, but trying to see Jesus for whatever reason he's trying to do. And we kind of also see this because there's a reaction from the crowd. Um, and on to the next one for me, please. And the crowd don't like Zacchaeus. They don't want Zacchaeus to be around and that kind of stuff. And, um, and that does introduce our second character or characters. But I'm going to make them one person for now. And that is the character of the crowd. And we have this situation where Jesus is followed by a big crowd. And this big crowd is probably made up of those who have been saved by Jesus, had their blind eyes opened, have been freed, have been empowered, have been fed, have been provided for. These are people who have encountered something of who Jesus is. And they are following Jesus. And they are following him into this environment here in Jericho. And you have this amazing phrase where it says this, and I've underlined it on there, Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and he was rich, and he sought to see Jesus, but could not because of the crowd. Now, I know that's to do with his height, but just for a moment, I want us to pause, and I want us to take a moment and just think. Think about that from the perspective of these guys have experienced Jesus, they've then seen this tax collector who isn't one of them. And think of it in the context of the table, that these, these people are seated around the table. They belong with Jesus. And then there's this person over here. They don't want him to be here with them. They don't want this tax collector, who's probably taken advantage of them, to be included in this thing right now. They don't want him to see. Now I know in this particular situation it's not intentional necessarily but this wonderful picture is almost painted that Zacchaeus could not see Jesus because of the crowd. Now sometimes the church globally maybe has been that. Maybe we've been a place where people can't see Jesus because we don't want them to. Not saying Hope Springs or Streams of Life, the church generally. We'll just keep it broad for a minute because then no one will hate me in the room. Okay? Um, but sometimes we're the crowd. We're that character. That politician X can't see Jesus because of the crowd. Because the crowd don't like politician X. Or celebrity Y can't see Jesus because the crowd, the global church, don't like those kind of people or that kind of thing. And therefore we, we, kind of, we, we, we keep ourselves removed and distant. We keep ourselves separated. Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd. Now that's the opposite of what our church globally is meant to be. We're meant to be the place where people see Jesus. Where they come to encounter what he's like. And yet so much of what we look at back in church history was actually something that was where the church hid Jesus and kept Jesus unseen by those we didn't want to see we didn't want to be included we didn't want to be invited to the table I told you it was fun at points of this didn't I um, and I think it's interesting if we just go on to the next bit for me 
we know the crowd didn't like him. We know that, that they didn't approve of Zacchaeus. And I think it's really interesting here because we've talked about Jesus, so Zacchaeus seeing Jesus. We've talked about, um, we talk about later, Jesus seeing Zacchaeus. We've talked about all these kind of things, but what's fascinating is that every other instance of seeing in this passage is to do with a person. Whether Zacchaeus seeing Jesus, Jesus seeing Zacchaeus, or whatever it may be, it's to do with a person. The crowd, it's a description of a, it's seeing of an action, which I think is significant. Because the crowd saw it. What did they see? They saw the action of Jesus going to Zacchaeus' house. They didn't see Jesus, and they didn't see Zacchaeus as people. They saw the action of Zacchaeus and Jesus going together. Mm. Now, how often does that sometimes happen? How often do we sometimes caricature people based on an action, a behaviour, an attitude, a, a, an association, what it may be, rather than seeing them? Yeah. Rather than seeing the person. And I think that, that's where the crowd lost it. Because they didn't see Zacchaeus as a person, they saw Zacchaeus as a caricature of everything that was wrong with the Roman Empire and everything that had gone on that, that abused and oppressed wrongfully them. And they saw him as this caricature. And therefore they don't see him as a person who's also in need of being rescued and saved and restored, but as something that actually, you know, we need to overcome that because that's wrong. And therefore, they got annoyed about it, and they got frustrated about it. And it, it became a situation where they, they didn't want him there because that's not okay. They, they, they saw the action of what he'd done. They, they, they saw the action of what was going on. They didn't like it because they don't want that system in their system. And ne neither do we. But Zacchaeus is still a person. He's still a human that exists, that we come on today, so that Jesus is seeking to save that which is lost. That he is seeking Zacchaeus because he's lost. He's lost in, a, in an abusive and a corrupt and a, and a dysfunctional system that's taken a bunch of the people, but he's still lost. And I think it's a really interesting thing that the, the crowd saw behaviours, attitudes, these kind of things, and that meant that they didn't want to include Zacchaeus in. And I think sometimes our church globally, again, just to make sure everyone still loves me, um, our church globally, again, can sometimes see that, can't we? We can see political stance of people and go I'm not sure that political view would sit in our church or they see um, the wealth of somebody and think, well, I'm not sure that would sit okay in our church or they can see the career and think well, that's not going to sit right there or they can see the the sexuality and think well, maybe that, that doesn't sit right here or they can see the gender identity and think, I'm not sure that sits right here or they or they can see um, the certain behaviors and attitudes and that that kind of stuff and we've got good with some of it some of it were okay, like, like drug addicts and, and, and those who are homeless and those who may be in the sex industry. We're like, okay, now we need to reach to them because they need helping. But some other categories, we're actually we're not quite there yet. I knew you'd love it this morning. It's good, isn't it? Um, but that, that's the interesting thing. That in all those things, it's not about the thing. But when we see the thing, we miss the person. Yeah. And that's the key. Am I condoning Zacchaeus' behaviour? Not at all. It's not okay. He abused people. He, he, he was corrupt. He was doing bad things. But he's still a person. Yeah. Am I supporting the polit political views of certain parties and that kind of stuff? Not necessarily. But within there, they're still people. Mm -hmm. But when we see 
the political point of view or the behaviour of Zacchaeus or those other things and we miss the person suddenly then we don't want them included because we want to keep them back and we, we become the crowd that hide Jesus away from the people we're not sure about yeah. I feel like I need some kind of like funny comedy moment on the screen just to get, get back onto this thing but anyway um, okay so we've got, we've met Zacchaeus as a character. We've met the crowd as a character. Now I want to be a bit weird, and this may be funny. I'm going to introduce another character who's not actually a person, having said all that, but he's a really fascinating character in this story. And that is the character um, that Zacchaeus is sitting in just there, and it's a sycamore tree. You know those kind of people you meet, those sycamore trees that you have a conversation with, and all that kind of stuff? I've actually read a book about how trees communicate, which is fascinating, but that's another, another whole another topic and stuff. But anyway, they obviously don't talk. I don't hear trees speak. I'm not gone mad or anything like that, okay? Um, but for the sake of what we're talking about right now, the tree is a character. And actually the tree is the character that, that, that is the contrast to the crowd. The crowd hid Jesus. The tree became the place where Zacchaeus saw Jesus. The crowd didn't want Zacchaeus included. The tree became the place where Zacchaeus met Jesus. And there's beautiful descriptions about, about the sycamore tree. I don't know much about trees, but I sound like I do right now, so just don't <laughs> enjoy this, okay? Um, sycamore trees have, have very, very broad, wide, low-lying branches. They're really strong and really thick, and I used to love climbing trees as a kid. still love climbing trees now. I don't know why I said as a kid. I love climbing trees, let's be honest. But they have really, really broad, low-lying branches, which means it's really, really easy to climb. They also are evergreen, which means that their leaves don't drop off, they don't go away, they, they stay there, which means they're also really, really good places to hide. They also, because they're evergreen, and because they've got these broad branches and that kind of stuff, they're really, really good places to find shelter and a place of protection. Because you're not exposed. Now, doesn't that sound like the church? A place that people find it easy to access. A place that people find it easy to find protection and shelter and to hide but it becomes even more beautiful because the sycamore tree was the place not only where Zacchaeus saw Jesus but where Jesus saw Zacchaeus yeah. that's the church a place where people can find shelter safety a place where they see Jesus and when they realize that Jesus sees them that's the church and we've all got a distance to go but that sycamore tree the Catholic Church actually calls sycamore trees they, they, they associate them with clarity because it's the place where we see Jesus but that's the church we're not the church of the crowd who pick and choose who we want to reveal Jesus to, who, who hide Jesus away when we're not quite sure of the person, but with the church of the sycamore tree, who are a place where it's easy to come, easy to find rest and shelter, especially when other people have shunned you away, and a place where we, people find that safety, and then in that place they see Jesus. In that place they realise that Jesus sees them. That Jesus, it wasn't just Zacchaeus had a nice view of what Jesus was doing, Jesus saw him in that place, in that environment. And then to take it even further, think about how beautiful this is. The sycamore tree was the place from which Jesus came to Zacchaeus' home. That Zacchaeus saw Jesus, 
he realized Jesus saw him and then he invited Jesus into his home. That is literally a definition of what the church is. A place where people see Jesus, where people feel seen and where they invite him into their home, into their lives, into their everyday existence. And then even more beautifully, then salvation, we hear, comes to Zacchaeus' home. And that salvation doesn't just bless him, but that salvation flows from his home to the rest of the society and the community that was there. Not just how he'd wronged people. It wasn't just like, I stole £10, here's £10 back. He was so overwhelmed by the, the, the way that Jesus had seen him. And we don't know what was said, but we know that Jesus saw him and became, made his home with him. And from that place, Zacchaeus' heart was transformed and he just poured out a sense of just more than enough to the community around him, to everybody, to those he'd wronged, but also said, if I've wronged you, I'm going to do it four times. If I've stolen a 10 A's, 40 back. That he just overflowed. And that all came, that all came from that sycamore tree. That is the church. What if, what if the people, that society or the church or religion or whatever, what if those people, whoever they may be, what if, like Zacchaeus, they found it easy to access the church? And what if when they did that, they saw Jesus and then they realized that Jesus saw them and then they invited Jesus into their home and it just transformed everything about them and didn't just transfer everything about them but transfer everything about society around them i'm intentionally not naming them because as soon as i name them i will narrow down who we think it is it could be big famous celebrity politicians or celebrities or whatever it may be or it could be that really irritating neighbor of yours okay i don't have any of those because we're lovely neighbors as well but um <laughs> it could be anybody and that's the whole point. Zacchaeus could be anybody. The key is not who Zacchaeus is. The key is, is are we going to be that sycamore tree church? Are we going to be that place where people can come, find rest and shelter and home, and in that place, see Jesus? And in that place, realize Jesus sees them. And in that place, make Jesus into their home. And in that place, see society changed. That's the story of Zacchaeus. That's the story. I'm sorry if I'm off my notes. That's the story of Zacchaeus. Yeah. And you have to skip a few slides. I've got no idea where I am on these things now. <laughs> I'm find out in a moment. I've done that one, I think. That's fine. I've done that one. Uh, yeah, I've done that one. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, I think one of the big keys of this thing is, and I did that, isn't actually on my slides, but is on my notes, is the crowd, think about the crowd for a minute. These are not bad people. I know I've painted them out to be bad people. They're not bad people. They're just people that have been taken advantage of by Zacchaeus. That's all they are. And rightfully, probably upset and hurt and that kind of stuff. This is not about absolving him of responsibility or saying, you have no right to be upset. They both exist. But the crowd are people who have experienced Jesus. The crowd are people who have known what it is to find freedom in something Jesus did. That's why they followed him. Whether that was a miracle or whether that was provision or whether that was um, just a sense of empowerment or freedom or whatever it may be. The crowd found a sense of belonging and home with Jesus. 
the crowd let's be honest are me and you those who know have known jesus we know what jesus is like we know who he is we know we've experienced hopefully something of the sense of how wonderful and how amazing he is but what the crowd did and this is our challenge what the crowd did is they took their eyes off jesus and they focused in on the action of jesus associating with someone they didn't like and as soon as they did that they stopped zacchaeus from seeing jesus the key is not the crowd of these terrible people the key is just like us we the key for is just that we keep our eyes fixed on him not on doctrine not on church tradition not on politics not on on kind of all the different myriad of social issues right now i'm not saying we ignore them but our eyes stay fixed on him it says in hebrews isn't it that we, we we run that race and we fix our eyes on him because when we get our eyes off him we start to focus on things that are less than him and those things that are less than him are the things that divide when we fix our eyes on him the person of jesus what it does is it is it becomes that thing of why we followed him in the first place it becomes that thing of the crowd saw something in jesus and that made them follow him in the first place and then when this ha situation happened i know they probably couldn't have gone to zacchaeus house but they stopped following him because it now became fixed on something that went that's not okay and they stopped following whereas when we keep our eyes fixed on jesus we follow him into even situations where we go i don't know how to cope with this i don't know what to do with this and we become like peter <coughs> where it's like i need this sense of clarity to come so that i can now go and connect with cornelius or I need this a Paul to come alongside me to challenge me and say you, you, you're excluding Gentiles from here it's not okay because it brings our attention back to Jesus back to him away from doctrine away from tradition away from all those things that try and create that separation and go I am following Jesus just like you you might vote a different way to me you like might look a different way to me you might do a different job to me but we're both following Jesus my eyes are fixed there and I think to finish and this is not my notes, Luke, so you don't have to just, you've got time off now. Um, to finish, it's like it says in Matthew 17. There's that beautiful situation where you've got the Mount, Mount Transfiguration, and it's one of my favourite things because I am absolutely 100% Peter. And you have this situation where you've got Jesus is transfigured on the mountain, and then Elijah and Moses come, and they're with him and they're talking to him. You've got Peter, James, and John. And Peter goes, It's really good weather here, Let, let's build three tabernacles let's build three tents i.e let's put moses elijah and jesus on the same level and as peter tends to do god then speaks audibly and goes no just listen to jesus just hear him does that mean moses and elijah are bad not at all but god's going that's where your focus is right on him not on all this other stuff on him hear him focus on him because and that i believe is what god is calling us back to yeah. not just us in this room but just generally back to that kind of radical john the baptist kind of thing of like pointing to jesus a bit weird a bit wacky but pointing to jesus the idea that we just fix our eyes there and therefore because we fix our eyes there suddenly it becomes less difficult to have zacchaeus come and be in because we're following jesus and oh look jesus ended up with zacchaeus and when we're following jesus oh he's ended up with that person over there as well or that person over there as well oh because we're eyes are fixed on jesus and therefore we can be where he is
I'm going to finish with a prayer. It's from Ephesians 1, and it's one of my favourite prayers um, in, the, in the whole of the New Testament. And it just says this. I'm just going to pray it for all of us. I pray that you'd give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. That the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light. That we might know the hope of our calling. That we might know the riches of your inheritance you placed inside of each one of us. And that we might know the exceedingly abundant power that's available for us. I just pray that there would be such a fresh revelation and sense of the beauty and the wonder and the majesty of Jesus. Mm. That it would captivate each and every one of us all over again. That we would be an example to the church in the city, to the church in the nation, to the church globally of what it is to be a sycamore tree church. To be a place where people see Jesus, where they realise they're seen by Jesus and they invite him into their home. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much everyone for coming.